Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into this edition of UAP Weekly. I am Stephen Diener here for this Unidentified Alien Podcast Weekly Edition. And boy, what a week it promises to be. <laughs> that is for sure. With this historic hearing coming up in just a couple of days as I put this out here today on uh, Monday, July 24th. Um, boy, it really could be something. And, and you, you know for sure that I'm going to be keeping up with it to let you know exactly what I know when it comes to these hearings. And uh, all the speculation that surrounds it. But that's one thing that we are going to be discussing today with none other than Mr. Nick Pope. Of course, you know him from Ancient Aliens and uh, former head of the British Ministry of Defense. He has been kind enough in his very busy schedule these days to come on to UAP Weekly and join me here today to discuss just that, what we should expect or could expect from this uh, congressional hearing coming up in a couple of days. Are there going to be some surprises? And I think he's going to be able to put some really great perspective on the entire situation, including these, uh, you know, uh, guests, if you will, the the three people, you know, David Fravor, David Grush, of course, and Ryan Graves, the three men who are going to be testifying in front of not only Congress under oath, uh, but in front of the world. This is going to be something that is talked about and paid attention to by a lot of different people, a lot of different media outlets. I think you might be surprised at how much attention this gets. So we're going to talk about all that with Nick Pope and go over all the talking points there in just a minute because, like I said, you know, what type of surprises will we see, if any? You know, Jeremy Corbell kind of um, alluded to that over the weekend, that there will be surprises. He actually said in an interview that he is uh, submitting some evidence and testimony himself to the the you know constituents there for this congressional hearing so i guess he's involved in some way behind the scenes um i wonder if this will come up we heard matt gates and representatives or i should say both representatives matt gates and tim burchett from florida and tennessee respectively both talking about in their um confidential you know skiffs that they went through seeing these pictures of this up-close UFO, and they said that it's just completely undeniable, like, hey, we saw these pictures, and this this isn't a blurry thing that was caught on camera. This is a classic type of UFO UAP, and we've seen the up-close pictures. We hope to be able to get that out there. So will we see something like that in this congressional hearing in a couple of days? Lots to go over with Nick Pope, and again, so happy he's able to join us once again on UAP Weekly. So 
Without further ado, let's go ahead and bring Nick in right now to cover all this because we have a lot of ground to cover here today. So, Nick Pope, thank you for joining again, UAP Weekly. Thanks for coming back. No, thanks. It's good to be back. Uh, lots to talk about. Lots going on, as you say. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I just want to say congratulations because you're the first uh, two-time guest on UAP Weekly. So that, that's a huge honor. So congratulations to you. Thanks. <laughs> no, so all kidding aside, um, yeah, obviously the big talk has been the names that were, were revealed on Thursday with uh, you know, Tim Burchett and everybody who was there as far as the politicians who are involved with the House Oversight Committee. We know the names, David Fravor, David Grush, and Ryan Graves. First, let me get your reaction, your your initial reaction when you heard those were the names that were going to be testifying uh, in front of Congress. Very positive, because I think it, it does two things. Having David Fravor and Ryan Graves there, you you have two two sort of highly decorated former military pilots who who have seen things and who speak very strongly about the safety of flight issue which which of course ties in with with what the department of defense and the office of the director of national intelligence is saying as well so it's a very strong hand to play they're two uh individuals of of high integrity um, great credentials. It's good to have them. David Grush, of course, he's the man of the hour. He's he's the one. All eyes will be on him. Ever since his um, exclusive interview on News Nation, I think some of the other news media have been, you know, watching this one. Not quite sure which way to to jump. But the fact that he's now going to be testifying at at this congressional hearing. Will will give them the green light to run this as a story, and I think we're going to see a huge uptick in mainstream news media coverage of, of this. And everyone, of course, is going to be interested in what he has to say because, look, unlike with the UFO sightings, where there's always this spectrum, of, mm-hmm. you know, some of them are going to be misidentifications, some of them might be adversary technology. There's no there's no middle ground with David Grush's testimony. He, he worked on the UAP task force, and he says that he has it from reliable insiders who, who worked in the intelligence community that all this is real and that there are, as he puts it, non-human intelligences. So as I say, no gray area, no middle ground. That's either true or it's not. And, and so we need to get this on the record with Congress and, and people talking about it. Yeah, I, I actually, I totally agree with you on all those points. And I, I'm really glad you brought up the mainstream media coverage because one thing that I've been seeing, and the, the reaction has been mixed. I mean, if you look at social media, you'll see a lot of mixed reaction from people. Some people are disappointed by the names. Some people are, you know, skeptic as far as, uh, you know, how is this going to turn out? But one thing that a lot of people have been negative on that I've seen as far as reaction is concerned is, well, the mainstream media is still not going to pay attention to it and no one's going to know that it's happening and no one's going to know what they're saying. Do we really think that's true? Or is this, is this finally going to get that ball rolling where they're going to take this seriously, not play X-Files music behind every story that they cover? Well, there still may be a bit of X-Files music, <laughs> but no, this, this hearing will, I, I think, open the door for, for much more mainstream news media coverage. I think... I, yeah. As always in the media, there's, when, when one news network breaks a story and has an exclusive, the others are sometimes a little reluctant to come in because it looks as if they're following. But now 
there's going to be a hearing in Congress. Everyone can report that. And, and it's, it's sort of level playing field time. Everyone just comes in and reports it as, as a straight story. This just happened in Congress. And I get that people on UFO Twitter, some of them uh, are, are saying, oh, you, you know, I, I know this story or can't we have someone new? Look, this hearing is not for UFO Twitter. <laughs> this, right, exactly. This, you know, that is not the audience for this hearing. The, the most important thing about this hearing is that it's happening. It is for other people in Congress, both in the Senate and the House. And, and we know that there will be more hearings, um, the intelligence committees, the armed services committees. Um, we, we know that, that, that UFO Twitter, as I say, it's not the intended audience of this. So, so sorry, folks, but, you know, <laughs> there it is. You know, some things that people were saying were uh... – I th some people felt that there were snubs. Some people were saying, well, they should have asked Christopher Mellon. They should have asked Lou Elizondo. I mean, it, I don't necessarily disagree with those points, but I think what we, we may be missing the point is where something you just said, there's probably going to be more hearings. Do you think this is just the beginning where they will bring in names like that and more names in the future in front of Congress or maybe even Senate intelligence committees? I think so, yes. Look, we don't know what's gone on behind the scenes, but uh, we do know, I think, or I, I certainly am aware that people like Christopher Mellon and Luis Elizondo are in constant contact with people on the Hill. Uh, they're, they're talking to staffers. They're talking to congressional representatives. Things are going on behind the scenes. I, I don't, I mean, they may well have been asked. They may well not have been able mm. to appear. I mean, people have other other things to do, and you can't necessarily clear your diary. So there will be more hearings for sure. It may be that we will see people like that um, at, at, as I say, Senate uh, Armed Services mm. Committee or, or House Intelligence Committee. We we just don't don't know. You don't. What you don't want is the same witnesses at all the hearings in in all the different um, fora where these these are going to be presented: House, Senate intelligence armed services so you can't always have the same folks in fact it would be counterproductive if you did so i don't think anyone was snubbed um i think it's all about availability and passing things up parceling them up so that we have we have um the appropriate people at the appropriate hearings yeah i i think honestly i'm gonna throw your name in there nick i think they this you're somebody that they, they should consider have you spoken to anybody about that as far as possibilities where you would go up in and, and testify? Well, I, I can't really discuss that. And I, I mean, if, if I am called to do so, I will do so. I, as a, you know, I'm a, a green card holder, so mm. a lawful permanent resident, not a citizen. And I would probably have to check back with, with my employers at, at the uh, UK Ministry of Defense. But, right. uh, you know, if, if anyone felt that I had something to offer that would be fine but uh to be honest of course my my experience of doing this for the government on the policy and investigation mm -hmm. side is is uh, a little bit dated now this is something i did back in the 90s the technologies certainly moved on though the principles of course are, are the same looking at the defense national security and safety of flight angles to all of this. So yeah, um, I don't rule it out. We'll see. All right. Fair enough. And actually, that's a great point you bring up when it comes to, you know, some of the videos that we've seen, whether it was the Tic Tac and even that 
I mean, that's almost a 20-year-old video when you look at it from the, you know, the USS Nimitz in 2004 or any of these other videos, the Mosul Orb, that's a little bit more recent. But even with the dates of these different videos, do you see similar technology similarities in the way that these UAPs are presented in these videos to things that you investigated in, you know, maybe 30 years ago or so? Yes, it's always the case that one looks at the speed the maneuvers, the acceleration, and, and you know, and, and of course, the size and shape of the object. And, and you say, is this anything that we have or an adversary has? And obviously, the higher the speeds, the, the more rapid the acceleration, the more extreme the maneuvers, the less likely you are to conclude that, that this could be your, your own deep black tech mm. or, or adversarial technology. Uh, and the more you might begin to think about some of the uh, other more exotic possibilities and, and, and the shape too, of course, and, and, and the size. You say, well, wait, you know, most things that you look at in terms of aerospace have, have you know, fuselage, tail, wings, engines, those, those sorts of things. When you see something with none of this, mm. then, then you, you, you take another look, sure. You know, I'm wondering, too, just to kind of come back to, to the hearing, because um, it's, you know, we're, we're, we're a couple of days away from that now. What would you, just as a spectator in this case, what should the spectator expect, do you think? Do you have any idea or any inclination, a feeling even, of what we're going to hear? Do you think we'll hear something new from Orion Graves or David Grush, or are they going to kind of put out there some of the things that, you know, the really hardcore people have heard before? Well, I think they've got to start with that yeah. because you can't, your audience, as I say, it's not the deep specialists. The, the audience must be people in Congress and in the media and with the wider public uh, who have not come across this before. So you've got to start with who you are and what your story is, what you've seen and experienced. And you can go on to talk about uh, the wider principles of destigmatization of this, of, of how this is. A, a definite safety of flight threat. Um, but I, I, would, I would be surprised if there was a new part of the story from, from either David mm. Fravor or, or from Ryan Graves. But I wouldn't rule out a surprise because I think one thing is that, that when you listened to uh, representatives Burchett and Luna in particular, mm -hmm. when they had the press conference talking about the upcoming hearing, I, I sensed the anger in their voices at the roadblocks that they said had been put in their path, uh, the obstruction that, that they got when they went to Eglin Air Force Base and didn't get the briefing with the pilots, with the witnesses that they were told that they were going to get when they got into an argument with the commanding general. Uh, that was a, extraordinary. Uh, also, they talked about how dark forces had tried to sabotage the hearing itself. NASA had been perhaps pressured to pull, pull out. At least one witness had pulled out under mm. somewhat mysterious circumstances. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if, if the committee fought back a little. And one way to do that would be to pull something unexpected out of the hat. So, so yeah, I think we'll start with the basics of the stories, but I wouldn't be surprised if we had 
some bombshell perhaps from yeah. David Grush. That's uh, more, more likely. I wouldn't even be surprised. It, it's maybe there are some constitutional um, barriers to this, but I wouldn't mm -hmm. even be surprised if we had a, a last minute unexpected witness. Now, maybe they all have to be announced. I'm not up on the rules. And I right. saw that, that there, there was even a, a, a debate about the rules between some of the congressional representatives the, uh, yesterday. So, so it is complex. But I, I would not be surprised if something came suddenly and unexpectedly from left field and was just dropped as mm. a bombshell in that hearing. Um, just because once it's out, you can't get the toothpaste back into the tube. Right, that's right. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Well, we're going to find out. That That is for sure. And actually, you, you read my mind on uh, something there, Nick, when you mentioned the stonewalling that uh, Representative Luna and Burchett were talking about. And I think maybe even uh, Jared Moskowitz um, mentioned it as well. As far as this this resistance that they were meeting from the Pentagon, from the generals and things like that, why do you think that is? What is it about this subject that, and this has been the question for a long time, but now that we're actually seeing it in real time from elected officials where they are the ones saying, you know, we're trying to get this hearing done and we're meeting resistance at every single turn. Pentagon is turning us down. NASA is turning us down. What do you think it is that is causing that stonewalling, that resistance that both, you know, all the representatives actually during that press conference on Thursday that, that they were uh, referring to? Well, I think there are three interrelated things. Firstly, of course, a lot of this is at very highly classified, deeply compartmentalized level. And um, David Grush's extant complaint with the intelligence community inspector general complicates that even more mm. because I think there may be areas where where he wouldn't be able to comment without it prejudicing the the ongoing uh, inquiry into that so so that's difficult the, the second thing is that it's very clear very very clear that there's a struggle for narrative control going on right now that there are factions within government um, and, and even the ex-government people, they're, they're still talking to people who are still in, mm. in the service, whether it's government, military or intelligence community. But there are factions on this, different opinions about the true nature of the phenomenon, different opinions about how to respond to the phenomenon. And, and we saw that with, with Dr. Sean Kirkpatrick's interview uh, uh, just yesterday, which I'd, I'll, I'll maybe come on to and mention in a minute, but um, while it's still in my mind, um, 
you know, the third thing, and, and I, I get into trouble when I say this because I get accused of fear-mongering, but I, I've pointed out recently that, that there can be nothing classified in and of itself about just saying we're not alone in the universe. Hmm. You know, you could understand why aspects of that might be classified, such as the technology, because obviously that's something that could be weaponized. It could be harnessed by an adversary. And, and if you had that, you wouldn't want to reveal the details. I get that. But there can't be anything classified, as I say, in and of itself about an alien presence unless, this is the big unless, mm. there's a dark side aspect to it, a, a secret too terrible to be told, mm. which is the phrase that I've used and, and got in trouble with some people on UFO Twitter for. But yeah. I make no <laughs> apologies for it. I'll say it again. Dark side, a secret too terrible to be told. And one wonders whether... There isn't some aspect of this that the authorities, perhaps rightly, say you know, people, for all their, we can handle the truth, maybe the answer is no, actually, you know what, you couldn't. Mm. So, so I put that out there. And, and I just, I mentioned Dr. Sean Kirkpatrick, who, who of course heads up the Pentagon's All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, Arrow, and his, his interview plays into that. Yeah, I'm glad you brought I that think. up. I was I was curious to hear your thoughts because he did that interview with ABC News, and um, I personally thought it was the most revealing, or I guess the most, I you know, what was the word I'm looking for? The most willing that uh, Doctor Kirkpatrick was, as far as to speak. I, I, he's always been a little bit, you know, reserved in his presentation, different hearings and things like that. And understandably so, obviously he's dealing with a lot and he can only say so many things, but he felt like he was a little bit more open in, in that interview. What did you make of that? Yes, I agree. I thought so too. I, I don't know him. Huh. Uh, I, I know a couple of people who, who do know him, but I don't know him personally. Um, I always have a lot of empathy with, with people in that position because hmm. I've been in that position myself. I've, I've, handled this for the British government. I've had to give interviews where I, I am the official spokesperson and it's, it's a big job because every, not every sentence, every word you say right. is, is going to be drilled down into and analyzed ad nauseam by, by the deep specialists. And you, you can't make a slip. You have to be on point all the time, everything you say, you know, is is going to be taken as gospel, as as this is the official line from from the government. So yes, sure, he's a, a obviously a highly intelligent, careful, cautious man. But when I listened to that interview, yeah, I, I felt that I was getting a bit more of the person mm -hmm. um, behind the mask, so to speak. I, I thought when he said that finding evidence of extraterrestrial life would be the best outcome of the job. I believed him hmm. and I felt that um, I didn't feel he was somebody who knew the secret and was sitting on it. I felt that he was somebody trying to get to the secret. Uh, now, whether that's a secret that somebody else in government or even in the private sector already knows or not, I don't know, but but it was a fascinating interview. And of course, 
the soundbite, and it will have been scripted. And that's interesting hmm. in and of itself. It will have been scripted. But that exchange where the question was, what keeps you up at night? Which is always a great question. Yeah. But you always expect it. Um, and, and for all I know, these questions were pre-submitted or some of them. Uh, that's another story. But hmm. the question was, what keeps you up at night? And his answer was technical surprise. Hmm. And he went on to say, now that could be adversary technical surprise or extraterrestrial technical surprise. And you do, he did not say that by accident. Hmm. He accidentally blurt that out as a sort of, well, I'll, I'll just shoot from the hip here. Right. He will have thought about that line very carefully. Yeah. It will probably have been scripted. And that should tell people something. So we crossed the line. We crossed the line with that interview. I think you're right. And and it's 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 a great point that you make because when you put those two things together, where Dr. Kirkpatrick is known as that reserved, kind of held back figure for all the reasons that you stated, but then he also gives a sound bite like that. And you're right in that it that doesn't happen by accident for someone like him. So why? Why do you think that was the intentional soundbite that he wanted to put out? I think it's because either they know, but more likely they suspect that some of this is true and that part of it is acclimatization and part of it is the struggle for narrative control where you want to be the one in the driving seat setting the agenda, not reacting to revelations from other people. So I think, as I say, whether it's because he knows or just whether he suspects that something might be coming that would validate this, I, I think that's the territory that we're in. Because previously, of course, they've bent over backwards to avoid even using the word extraterrestrial. Yeah. But clearly a policy decision has been made. And, and this is a narrative flip. Again, make make no mistake about it. It's a it's a one eighty narrative and policy flip here, and that always tells people something important or should do. So, and, and actually, on that note, because this is something that I was just kind of thinking of on my own, why the flip when it comes to the politicians? When it comes to you know someone like Representative Birchett, who has been really outspoken on this issue. I mean, he's come, come on to different interviews and has outright said, we're not alone. You know, Representative Anna Luna and, he, and on, you know, you have these bipartisan, um, you know, situations now where even someone like uh, Representative Moskowitz, where you have Democrats and Republicans working together and crossing the aisles together to work on this and push. So why the push now, do you, do you think? Well, I think they, they either know it or more likely suspect it to be true, and they want to be on the right side of history. And also, of course, they feel you, you could sense the anger hmm. in, in the recent press conference. You could sense the anger that the, the feeling that elements within the government were obstructing Congress from undertaking its lawful and constitutional oversight uh, role. And, and the suggestion that there are Illegal programs, programs completely outside of, of any scrutiny. And, and there are, there are, there's always a process, even with the most highly classified material, 
whether it's the gang of eight or, or, or whatever the, the process is, there's always a way to do this. And, and look, it would be, you mentioned the bipartisan nature of this, and this is a very important part of the story because in our politically very divided world, it, it is important and refreshing to have what I think is a big issue where party politics don't matter. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be, it doesn't matter if you're a Republican or a Democrat or, or you know, Libertarian or none of the above. Mm -hmm. um, you know, everyone's in on, on this. There is a feeling across the aisle that this is a defense, national security and safety of, of flight issue. And, and I think uh, it's, it would be easy, for example, to say, oh, it's just a few mavericks. It's not. And that's why it was very important, talking about another aspect of this, that we saw Chuck Schumer come forward right. and, and put his name to this 64-page amendment, which, which is, is almost certainly, or most of it, going to end up in the next National Defense Authorization Act, the, the one for fiscal year 2024. That's right. So just when you might be tempted to say, well, it's just a few mavericks. No. Now we have the Senate majority leader. Yes. Right. Basically taking this up personally and saying, this is important. I'm, I'm putting my name to this. Things are happening. Yeah. They, boy, are they ever. Is actually, is this the most you've ever seen happen in your time working in this field, you know, when it, when it comes to what you did with the Ministry of Defense in England, everything that you've done now with your own investigations, your own work with ancient aliens, everything that you've done in your career, is this the most serious you've seen this push and the most active that that's, you can remember? Absolutely. Yes, 100%. I've been involved in this subject now for over 30 years, firstly, officially for the UK government and, and now in a private capacity. And I've never seen anything like this. The mm. the pace of revelations, the magnitude of the revelations, the people, um, whether it's people like former director of national intelligence John Ratcliffe, whether it's it's Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, who you know, whoever it is, whether it's the NASA administrator Bill Nelson, who, by the way, before he he went to NASA and became interested and said NASA should be doing this, of course, sat on the Senate Armed Services Committee and got the classified briefing on UAP. So what is it that he heard there that, that made him say immediately when he got the top job at NASA, we need to be doing this? Hmm. So it's everything. It's the revelations themselves. It's the pace of the revelations. It's the people who are putting their name to this openly, not, not a little bit of back channel support or, or, or off the record, um, unattributable. This is, this is, you know, front and center people on camera saying, I support this. And I believe that there is something there and something that the American people have a right to know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's well said. So I think we can definitively say here that this push is real and talk to everybody who is calling these things contrived and they're just trying to appease people. That's not the case, right? Like what we're seeing here is absolutely a real push from people in positions of power. Yeah, there's, there's nothing half-hearted about this. There's, there's, this is not just a tick box approach. This hmm. is, these people are going all in on this as, as, well, they should.
And boy, well, we, I can't wait to see and hear what we're going to experience on July 26th. And it's, um, I think it's going to be momentous. We'll see. You know, we'll we'll see how this all goes. I'll get you out of here on on this, Nick. I wanted to bring up um, your thoughts. Something a little bit different, maybe a little bit more lighthearted. Even, what were your initial thoughts when the reports came out from Las Vegas about that sighting going back into the May June area? The eight foot aliens in the backyard. The videos that came out. The witnesses. The police officers who were there. The green light. Everything that came from that. What 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 were your thoughts when all that was going on? Well, I, you know, I'm not. I'm not a believer in that particular story. Sure, the cops did genuinely capture what I think was almost certainly a fireball meteor mm-hmm. on their body cams. But I think the 10-foot-tall aliens in the backyard story is is almost certainly just some, some practical joke, yeah. um, some viral marketing campaign, um, whatever it is. I, it certainly disproves the adage that what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas because <laughs> I, I did an interview on on this. And it's it's in one sense, it's a little bit sad because I, I think I did an inter- I did two back to back interviews, one on the David Grush story mm-hmm. and one on the 10 foot tall aliens in my backyard story. And the, the Vegas story racked up about five million views on YouTube for some reason it really just took off. Whereas the, my, my David Grush interview, uh, was, was maybe a few hundred thousand. I don't, I don't know, but, um, I, I think it's pop culture. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's a bit of fun, but it's, it's not, it's not the sort of thing that, that I think, um, y- you won't see discussion about that one in Congress <laughs> right. or at least I hope not. No, and I think you're right. I think that's that was the shame of it was almost at the same time, really, you had the Vegas story and David Grush interview come out. And David Grush's interview kind of, I mean, it, it got a lot of attention, don't get me wrong, but it kind of got, you know, taken over by this Vegas story because the sexy headline of 10-foot-tall, 8-foot-tall aliens in my backyard. So Yeah, and some people, of course, and I get this, some people say, well, that's, a counterintelligence op. Mm. If you want to kill a story, the best way to do it is to, in one fell swoop, overshadow it yeah. with with a bigger story, but also kind of associate it with that story in people's minds, so that the first story becomes regarded as as much of a joke or a lighthearted thing as the second. Uh, it is a classic counterintelligence, um, you know, tactic to to defuse interest in that way and uh who knows who knows yeah well i guess that's that's a good way to uh to put it with some of these things who knows i guess we might find out soon enough and you really uh brought great perspective to all this nick i really appreciate your time in this conversation to talk about these incredible things these historic things that are taking place and what we might end up seeing here in in just a couple of days when it comes to this Hearing on July 26th, I really appreciate your perspective. It, it, uh, I think it helped a lot. Well, thank you. Good good to be on the show again. And I think the hearing, you know, whatever happens at the hearing, I, I think it's important people remember that's only part of a process. We have the NASA report coming up. Right. We have the next update from Arrow due. More hearings in Congress to come. More whistleblowers coming forward. Everything that's going into the defense bill. So it's a process and, and not a single event. But yeah, 
I, I'm going to be watching and, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. But exciting times for sure. No, for sure. And I'm glad you brought that up. This really does feel like it's just the beginning of that getting the ball rolling downhill. So, like you said, there's 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 a lot more on the horizon. So it's important for people to realize that. Oh, before I let you go, I know you have some events coming up, right? If you want to mention some of those events. Oh, gosh. Well, uh, the, the big thing, I guess, is Ancient Aliens Live, yeah. which is, of course, everyone loves the TV show. Sure. But we now have a, a live 90-minute uh, stage show on on that. Uh, Giorgio Sukalos, uh, William Henry, David Childress, myself, Dr. Travis Taylor is at some of the shows, other times he's he's actually back at skinwalker ranch right. so so sometimes we get him sometimes we don't but he's always fascinating to hear from and of course served as chief scientist on the uap task force so another person with inside knowledge of this but ancient aliens live uh, we've done i think 21 dates so far nice. we have 14 more coming up in the fall all the details of the cities and how to get tickets are at ancientaliensLiveTour.com. Um, there are going to be more shows in 2024. People love it. It's it's a mix of ancient mysteries and talk about the more modern UFO phenomenon. And, and we, we try to bridge that gap. But we also have some fun with it. We show some clips from the show. And as you would expect, there's a lot of banter between, <laughs> between a the different um, presenters up on the, the stage. So we have some, some fun with it. So uh, that's, that's the main thing that I'm, I'm doing. I have an event in the UK coming up, cool. Awakening Expo. That's going to be my first UK appearance uh, for, for about five or six years, oh, wow. actually. Manchester, England, um, at the end of, of August. So Awakening Expo. Um, then... I, I have Stairway to the Stars in Vegas right. in November. Um, so there's, there's a lot going on. <laughs> but uh, I, I try to put this on my social media. And the one that I use most is Twitter, mm -hmm. where I am at Nick Pope MOD. And the MOD, of course, stands for Ministry of Defense. There so at Nick Pope MOD. Perfect. You're a busy man, Nick Pope, and I really appreciate you... Uh taking the time that you have here today to speak to me on UAP Weekly about all these incredible events that are happening, really do, and hopefully we can get you back on again and review some of the things that have happened uh, as time goes on. Sure thing. Well, thanks for having me back. Absolutely. Nick Pope here on UAP Weekly. Appreciate you joining. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. Just fantastic. I mean, how, how good was that by Nick Pope? Thank you again for joining me here. Um, just great perspective. Really well done. So, very happy he was able to come on here today. Um, I'm going to wrap it up because there's really not much more that needs to be said. I, I think that said enough right there in that discussion. Um, I will say this, though, just to give you a heads up on what's coming up. Episode 72 of the original UAP will be coming out this Friday if all goes according to plan. And I can get that out there for you and get that done. Uh, plan for that to come out this Friday, episode 72 of UAP looking at some uh, pretty intriguing stories out of Papua New Guinea and a couple of other things. So it's uh, I'm not going to give too much away, but these are these are a couple of stories that I've been wanting to go over for the past uh, two or three months now. So I'm looking forward to really digging in on those and presenting that to you this upcoming Friday for UAP episode 72 
right there. And of course, I'll be able to cover much more about what did happen in a couple of days. Um, as far as the congressional hearing is concerned, that will be you know, done and settled. So I'll be able to react to that with you and talk about what we saw, what we heard during that uh, on this upcoming Wednesday. So looking forward to covering that as well in episode 72. Again, uh, plan on having that come out this upcoming Friday. So that'll do it for now right here on UAP Weekly. Of course, remember to continue to uh, subscribe, download wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow the show on Twitter. I guess it's still calling Twitter. I know the, I guess they're changing the name to X. Um, that's going to take some getting used to, but whatever, you know what I mean, at UA Podcast 850 right there on Twitter. And if you want to email the show, you can email me at sdiener, D-I-E-N-E-R, at s well, email sdiener, UAP, at gmail.com if you want to do an email instead of uh, social media. But again, I look forward to episode 72 coming up soon and all of this incredible stuff that uh, could be happening this week, starting with Wednesday's hearing. So can't wait to cover it all with you. Until then, have a great day, and I will talk to you again soon. Stephen Diener right here, UAP, Unidentified Alien Podcast. Thank you so much.